you, Dr. Kreider and choir, all of you, for such joyful, marvelous singing this morning. We count it a joy to come together to praise our triune God together this morning, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Today, I have this special opportunity, following this meaningful time of investiture, to present this year's convocation address. Today, I officially begin my 40th year in the work of Christian higher education. I have enjoyed every convocation service during that time. Convocation never grows old for me. I grow old, but these services do not. These services are distinctive. They provide a combination of both formal worship service, academic recognitions, and a formal academic address. I continue to look forward to these, and today is certainly no exception. Fans of college basketball, of which I am one, know that one of the great dynasties in the sport of college basketball belongs to the UCLA Bruins, who dominated college basketball in the 1960s and 1970s. In fact, from 1963 to 1975, they won 10 of the 12 national championships, something to which no one else has ever come close to matching. One might think that at the beginning of each season, Coach John Wooden would rally the team around and call on them to let's get ready to focus on another national championship. Instead, those who know the work of John Wooden well know that the first meeting of each and every year was devoted to the importance of wearing the right socks in the right way so as not to get blisters and to be sure to double-tie your shoes so as to never waste a timeout or to lose a shoe and get beat on a fast break. Very basic stuff. Inner socks, outer socks, shoelaces. At the beginning of the year that the Green Bay Packers won their first national championship, Vince Lombardi called the team together, having lost the championship the year before, held up a football in front of them and said, gentlemen, this is a football. Then he explained the meaning of blocking and tackling long before they ever turned to page one in the playbook. No special offense, no magical defense. A focus on the most basic fundamentals was the key for both Coach Lombardi and Coach Wooden. As you can observe from the title in the program today, I want to speak today on the basics of theological education with particular reference to our work here at Southwestern Seminary. In doing so, I want to remind all of us what is at the heart of what we do each day, each week, each month, each semester, each year. It would have been possible today to consider a variety of topics, all worthy of consideration. We could have considered rethinking the utilization of space issues on our campus, or course delivery systems, or perhaps how to re-engineer our business model or to reevaluate the curriculum, all of which could be important conversations for the months ahead. But I believe our focus today needs to be on renewal of our understanding and commitment to our primary mission of providing theological education, which encourages the great commandment and the fulfillment of the great commission. At the heart of theological education at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary is theology. 
Now, such an observation may sound tautological or redundant or perhaps even too obvious to mention on such a significant day like this one. But I would ask that you follow along with me as we think together about this important theme. I recognize this morning that there are perhaps students here, students at Texas Baptist College or at Southwestern Seminary, or perhaps faculty and staff members as well, who hear the term theology and think that's something scary or technical or abstract. I'm aware that some even think that theology is irrelevant to our walk with God or that it creates a distraction from authentic, practical ministry. Sadly, there's a reason to think that. Because through the years, theology has been the path down which people have traveled to open the door to liberalism or heterodoxy or other wrong-headed thinking or practice. Yet today, I would like to contend that theology done correctly is essential for the transmission of the Christian faith from one generation to the next and is foundational, fundamental, and basic for the work of theological education. Theology rightly understood is the church's teaching intended for the shaping of daily life and practice. So let us at least agree today that thinking rightly about God, which is the very essence of theology, is vital for you and for me. Over the next 30 minutes that we have together, I want us to think together about some interwoven ideas, including why theology and theological education and why theological education at Southwestern Seminary is distinctive and significant. Theological education must carry out the essential teaching tasks commissioned by the resurrected Christ. Building on instruction from the apostles, church Christ followers since the first century have attempted to carry out this charge to teach. The goals of this teaching ministry include building up the church, leading it to maturity in faith, and guiding it toward unity. These efforts continue to be the focus of our work here at Southwestern, which serves as the teaching arm of the church. Let us remember this morning that while all of us who study and serve here in this place are a part of what God is doing in, with, and among the universal church around the globe, Southwestern Seminary is not a local church. Southwestern exists to serve the churches, and we carry out this work primarily as the church's teaching arm. Such work must be academically sound. It must be initiated and shaped by the grace of God. It must be Christ-centered, scripturally grounded, confessionally guided. It must prepare students in ministry and mission focus. It must be globally engaged. In this sense, the new core values at Southwestern Seminary and Texas Baptist College shape our vision for distinctive work here on this campus. The history of the church has been intertwined with this important work we call theological education, even though for many years it was carried out in informal settings, even as it continues to be in various contexts today. And while there is a rightful place for academic and public theology, theology's primary focus at Southwestern remains the church and should be carried out primarily by ecclesial theologians, helping others reflect biblically and historically on the triune God, His Word, His work, 
his will and his world in order to prepare for a life of walking with God, for worshiping and serving God as well as for serving others. Theology is certainly not the whole of church life, nor does it by itself fulfill the expectations of the great commandment or the great commission, but there must be a place to encourage faithful Christ followers to love God with our heart, soul, strength, and our minds as well. And also to love one another, to love our neighbors. Yet we must never allow theology to devolve into some kind of intellectual aloofness or uncommitted intellectual curiosity which as Francis Schaeffer warned in the God who is there wrongly becomes some kind of game for some or a mere intellectual exercise. Theology is shaped by serious biblical interpretation, careful historical reflection, important philosophical considerations. Theology is grounded in Holy Scripture. For as Charles Wesley, the great hymn writer, has written, How firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in His excellent Word. We often learn and express theology through music and hymns as we have done this morning. But theology serves as the foundation for all aspects of ministry inside and outside the church from children to senior adults for every age and stage of church life. It can be said that theology connects everything that is taught here on this campus. In that sense, we are all theologians. It is vital for us to see that theology renders service to the church in many ways. It provides a priority for knowing God and for knowing the living and exalted Christ. It satisfies the mind so we can carry out the teaching and apologetic task of the church. It offers reminders of God's greatness and goodness and especially His faithfulness, which provides hope in the midst of life's many challenges, setbacks, and disappointments. Theology is important as a touchstone for understanding what the church believes and for recognizing the teachings by which the allegiance of its members can be actualized in one's life and work. Such beliefs and practices come from serious theological reflection. This recognition points to the reality that the Christian faith is much more than a personal or subjective experience. While the Christian faith is an active and dynamic dependence on God for our daily walk with Him, a full understanding of the Christian faith recognizes that it is also the body of truth delivered to the saints once for all, according to Jude verse 3. Thus, our understanding of the Christian faith certainly includes belief in, but it also includes belief that. By this we mean our relationship with Jesus Christ comes about only by believing and trusting in Him. But we must not fail to recognize that this Jesus is not just a good moral teacher. This is not Jesus who is the uh, Aryan Jesus of Mormonism. This is not a New Age Jesus but the Jesus who is recognized by the apostles as the Christ, the Son of the living God, as the one who is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His being. Thus, both the personal and propositional understandings of the Christian faith are necessary. 
In this regard, many have found H.E.W. Turner's reference to the pattern of Christian truth to be quite helpful. By the use of this phrase, we want to emphasize that there are key Christian doctrines that have been believed and confessed consistently and in consensus throughout the centuries, including an affirmation that the Bible is God's Word written, that the Trinitarian God is Creator, Revealer, and Redeemer, that men and women are created in God's image, that humans have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, that Jesus Christ has regained what was lost in Adam, that He alone is the way, the truth, and the life. And having accomplished redemption for sinners like you and like me, He remains the only way to God for those who place their trust in Him. That the Spirit of God is the life giver for both individuals and the community of faith, the church. And that God's final rule and reign will bring victory when Christ returns to establish and consummate His kingdom. There certainly are areas of theology which are debatable, which take place among this faculty on a regular basis. But to deny the teaching found in the pattern of Christian truth as has sadly been done in almost every era of the church's history must be recognized as heterodox or heretical. As Southwestern, we affirm and confess not only the essentials found in the pattern of Christian truth, but the affirmations of the Baptist faith and message. We therefore joyfully carry forth the confessional commitments of our founder, B.H. Carroll. While there is a place for theological debate and on a variety of topics, we understand that our calling to study and to serve at Southwestern Seminary and Texas Baptist College involves certain pre-commitments to these confessional affirmations. These vital and essential truths bring hope for the living of these days, even as they transform our worship, our fellowship, our studies, our service. They also provide the framework for shaping a Christian worldview and Christian ethics to help us interpret and understand our place in this world. Jim Davis, Michael Graham, Ryan Berg have published a major new must-read volume called The Great Dechurching. The authors observed that in the early 1990s, nearly a third of Americans identified as evangelical Christians. The rapid rise of evangelicals during this time paralleled the decline in the mainline denominations. But over the past decade, evangelicals have returned to a percentage of the population more like the time prior to the great surge in the 1970s, 80s, and 90s even as the main line has continued to decline even further. All of this requires a fuller explanation than we can offer this morning, but my sense is that Davis, Graham, and Berg are right on target when they suggest that many of those who were part of this great evangelical expansion lacked deep roots in their understanding of the Christian faith. I think it must be acknowledged that we have contributed to this decline by our failure to emphasize serious discipleship worldview formation, and the importance of theology, especially as the culture has become more secularized, polarized, and confused. One might be considered a very capable kayaker if the river currents are moving along at only a few miles per hour. 
but I fear the waters of our cultural context have become much choppier and are moving ever more rapidly with each passing year. For this reason, the authors of this study call not for pragmatic solutions to the realities around us, but for faithful and thoughtful theological, catechetical, and confessional renewal as the way forward for the church. We must help Christ's followers then recognize God's sovereignty over all of life. Seeing life through a theological lens enables us to understand that the worship of the Almighty God involves everything we are and everything we do. At Southwestern, we want to help individual Christians and churches produce deeper roots, and we do this by getting our priorities right and what we are called to do as an institution, which includes emphasizing foundational beliefs that shape the life of the church and inform participation in the communion of saints. Joining with the church's confession through the ages, we can maintain that the church is one, holy, universal, and apostolic. All four markers are vitally important and must be taken seriously as we live with the tensions inherent within them. The people of God must seek to pursue unity, to reflect holiness, and to remain in continuity with the past, primarily the apostolic doctrine and practice made known to us in Christian Scripture, the inspired writings of the prophets and the apostles, while seeking to live out a commitment to the communion of saints across all generational, social, ethnic, and economic boundaries. As theological educators, we must seek to reclaim the work of doing theology as an aspect of our overall purpose for the mission of the church, for the role of the pattern of Christian truth has served such a shaping role since the church's earliest generations. The responsibility for making theology applicable for the church rests with us, with theological educators. Our calling to serve in the work of theological education is thus a call to develop mature believers, strengthening hearts, heads, and hands, which results in the praise and adoration of God. Healthy theological education founded on good theology should always lead to doxology. Theology that does not lead to doxology may be intellectually stimulating, but it falls short of the biblical vision of the flourishing of God's people for His eternal glory. Our calling as theological educators involves helping the people of God articulate and discern what they believe, practice, and proclaim primarily for the good of believers, but also for the watching world. We believe that one of our chief responsibilities at Southwestern is the equipping of believers to both discern and live their calling. This work of equipping, of building up the people of God, includes pointing believers to the unity and maturity of the faith that involves the full knowledge of God's Son. Healthy and thoughtful theological education informed by a commitment to apostolicity and to Christian tradition provides an anchor for God's people in the midst of changing and confusing times, resulting in the advancement of the gospel mission among the nations. 
in actualizing this mission. The church and those of us who serve as a part of the church's teaching arm in this place are called to confess and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ as the transforming power for the world. One of the great strengths of Southwestern Seminary through the years has been the intentional effort to connect theology, spiritual formation, whole life discipleship, robust ministry preparation combined with excellent classroom teaching. The collaborative work of scholars and ministers, of educators and practitioners is more important today than ever before. And it is here that Southwestern is positioned by its history, its heritage, and its current commitments to lead the way during the middle of the 21st century. We're all in this work together. Our focus, whether it's in the classical disciplines, history and the humanities, evangelism, discipleship, cultural engagement, worship, leadership, benevolence, counseling, care of others, whatever it might be. Moreover, we believe that these collaborative efforts will result in the followers of Christ growing in maturity, awareness, and desire for the worship of the one true and majestic God. Southwestern Seminary must continue to provide resources for the church to recover a true understanding of the human life. In this sense, God's people will be able to regain an appreciation for the greatness of the soul. They can recover an awareness that God is more important than we are, that the future life is more important than this one, that we are called primarily to holiness rather than happiness. And that a right view of God provides genuine significance and security for the living of these days. When those of us at Southwestern Seminary and Texas Baptist College better understand our calling and mission, we can help the church better grasp what it believes and why these truths should be believed. When the church carries out this theological task, when theological education is Christ-centered and church-focused, the truth commitments of the faith, what Paul called the whole counsel of God, can be preserved and proclaimed in an organized, systematic, and understandable way in the churches across this country and around the globe. Our prayer for the Southwestern community is for faithful educators who are faithful churchmen, faithful teachers who are also faithful evangelists, faithful pastors and preachers, church musicians and worship leaders, Christian educators and church administrators, missionaries and missiologists, biblical counselors, demographic-focused ministry leaders, along with other areas of study and ministry preparation that are represented on this campus each and every day. In this regard, Franklin Siegler, who taught at Southwestern for more than two decades, was right on target when he claimed that the basis of Christian worship and ministry is not utilitarian, but theological. At Southwestern, where intentional evangelism, missions, and ministry preparation have been prioritized, and brought together for 115 years, let us continue and even strengthen this commitment without hesitation, doing so with the renewed understanding of the necessity of strong theological foundation for the long-term stability of this work. We take seriously our responsibility at Southwestern to set before the church and the world the pattern of Christian truth, which is grounded in the inspired and inerrant Word of God. 
which depends on the regenerated mind and which exposes the radical difference between Christianity and the insufficient worldviews and philosophies all around us. We believe that the work of theological education at Southwestern has been meaningful implications and applications for this present hour since our beliefs about God have consequences both for now as well as for all eternity. As we've said previously, we desire on this day to recommit ourselves to help God's people seek to understand and communicate what the church believes, confesses, practices, and proclaims. If this is true, it means that all of us here, not just the Department of Theology, not just the School of Theology, and not just the members of the Southwestern faculty, but all of us here are vitally involved in some way in carrying out this work as we participate in our shared responsibility of advancing the Southwestern mission and the work of theological education within the context of authentic Christian community. We get a brief glimpse of this passage in Ephesians 4, which John read for us earlier this morning, which is needed by those of us who study and serve here. In this important New Testament passage, we see the people of God characterized by one hope, one faith, one baptism under the one Lord Jesus Christ. This reconciled humanity has new standards and expectations which are applicable for each one of us in our studies and our service each and every day, whether in classes taught in English or Spanish, Mandarin or Korean, Portuguese or German, whether classes taught on this campus, online, or synchronous, asynchronous, hybrid, however they may be delivered for undergraduates, graduates, or doctoral studies. These truths apply to all of us, whether in the classroom or whether in the staff offices, whether caring for students or caring for facilities, whether managing the technology or protecting the campus, stewarding the finances or helping those invest their finances in the work here. The implications and applications of these truths touch each and every one of us who are called Southwesterners. The New Testament expects behavior and virtue to reflect our stated beliefs and convictions. Thus, we seek to carry forth the apostolic exhortation to live a life worthy of the calling we have received, which manifests the virtues of humility, gentleness, patience, long-suffering, forbearance, and love, which leads to genuine Christian unity. The Apostle Paul claimed that all Christian virtues and markers of sanctification are grounded in love. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 14, he writes, Over all these virtues, put on love which binds them together in perfect unity. The Apostle Peter similarly said, Above all, love each other deeply, for love covers a multitude of sins. If the southwestern community is to demonstrate unity before a watching world as the, we must see love as the embracing virtue and the crown of all virtues which must characterize God's people for Jesus himself said love is the mark of true disciples. The southwestern community will only know genuine unity when these virtues carried out in love for one another characterize our lives both individually and corporately. 
We must be eager to do all we can then to preserve the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Sadly, Paul's stirring challenge to Christian unity in Ephesians chapter 4 often falls on deaf ears. I pray such will not be the case here today. The kind of authentic unity that comes about only as Holy Spirit enables us and guides us toward genuine faithfulness, living in submission to the Lordship of Christ and in doxological adoration of God the Father. The squabbling, gossiping discord that at times has characterized the extended southwestern community indicate how far we fall short of allowing the pattern of Christian truth to shape and to form us. Call for unity in the scriptures must be taken seriously and must be given a high priority on this campus. We do ourselves a great disservice to ignore it. We must confess our sins of disunity and ask God to renew us, to renew us by recognizing our efforts which are expressed through variety, bringing about a maturity that points to God-honoring unity. So let us declare today that we will be quick to listen, slow to speak, slower to criticize, and even quicker to forgive. We believe that understanding theology and its practical implications for our lives is essential for the work of institution of theological education. Moreover, our efforts in this regard deepen our understanding of the contributions and sacrifices of those who through the years have come before us. Viewing theology in the context of the history of the church and the heritage of this institution provides insight for today and guidance for the days ahead, especially as we think more intentionally about intercultural and international aspects of our shared calling and service, as well as our desire to strengthen connections with the global church and our sensitivities to the persecuted church around the world. Such an awareness provides a breadth of understanding which will help us promote unity by enabling us to recognize the continuities and discontinuities in the past, thus encouraging us to focus on the pattern of Christian truth that is truly timeless and enduring while stressing authenticity, humility, and a renewed dependence on God's Spirit. Hopefully this awareness will time and time again Drive us back to the Holy Scriptures with fresh eyes and receptive hearts. The Southwestern community has been through some challenging times in recent months. We believe that a theologically informed and equipped community will not only prepare us to live out our calling with faithfulness, but will help us to be better prepared for the times of duress and trial, which come through means such as persecution and faithless scholarship, but also in times of internal bickering, division, or self-inflicted wounds. With a fresh sense of hope, we can focus on the triumphal work of God in Jesus Christ, experiencing life together in unity and community in light of the expectation of the glorious reign of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So let us on this day recommit ourselves afresh to academic excellence, in teaching and scholarship, in research and service, as well as personal discipleship and churchmanship. Let us seek to lay hold of the best of the Southwestern heritage and tradition, carrying it forward to serve the church and to engage the culture and the academy 
doing so with convictional kindness. And let us not forget that service on behalf of faithful Southern Baptists and the broader evangelical world is both a privilege and a responsibility along with a distinctive calling. So daily let us pray for the ongoing sanctification of the Southwestern community. As together we seek to reflect Christ's likeness in our teaching, our service, our studies, and in all aspects of our lives, let us do all these things while unapologetically affirming that the Bible is the inspired and sufficient Word of God written, that Christ is the living Word of God revealed in it, and that the Spirit of God is the voice of God in it, revealing Christ to His people. We trust these renewed understandings and commitments will help ensure that the faithful work of theological education at Southwestern Seminary and Texas Baptist College in the days and years to come as we seek with the enablement of God's Spirit to prepare the next generation of students to take the gospel to the neighborhoods and to the nations, even as together we work cooperatively, collaboratively, to advance the Southwestern mission for the good of all concerned and for the glory of our great God. Thank you very much.